This is Karen Hunter, and welcome to The Hub. I have Angela E. Matthews, who's joining me. We, you know, we had a conversation on the Karen Hunter show that had to spill over because we didn't have enough time. But she's here talking about stocks and and such because she's an expert. Angela E. Matthews, just explain to people what your background is and how you got into the stock game. Just really quickly, short bio. Sure. So I've been investing in the stock market for over 10 years. I thought everybody did it. Clearly, we don't all do it. And so my mission is to make this as simple and easy for you to understand without pulling your hair out, reading dozens of books, or having to listen to CNBC as if they were talking Chinese to you, which a lot of times it sounds like it. Girl, let me tell you, um, I had a, a dream. That you were a billionaire? No, no, I actually don't have those kind of dreams. Um, my dreams are a little, little bit. But, <laughs> you know yeah, my dreams then. <laughs> yeah, so my, my dreams aren't rooted in money as much as it is in which probably speaks to who I am as a person to the creation and building out of things. So, right. So the money would have to be there for these things to happen, but I don't think about I'm going to get money and this is what I'm going to do with it. I think more, um, here's, uh, look at this. Um, I not think here's, this yeah, this is, that's not you this time, right? It was me. Um, cause I was trying to get the other phone up, but I think more, how can I make things happen? Mm-hmm. Right. So, of course, you need money. So that's implied. But we're going to talk about the spiritual notion of money uh, in this podcast as well. So let me let me just thank you for being here. How'd you get started investing? You said 10 years. Who got you started? So for me, I ironically enough, my dad used to work for uh, U.S. Trust Bank of America, really big banking things. But he never invested in stocks. And when they actually let him off around the recession time, laid they, they, they laid the man off Uh as he was about to be about three years from retirement, they cut him loose. He looked at me in despair because he went from being a top professional to just being a guy on the kitchen table and said, hey, if we had invested one uh, in one stock a year from the time you were born, our life would look drastically different. And he couldn't tell me how to do it. But he just said that one stock a year. And that's something that you don't really hear about. Right. And I actually did some research. One and I stock thought, in that company that he was laid off from. Either that or Apple or just one stock a year, right? People don't understand. People think that they have to go in and spend thousands, have, you know, millions, invest in hundreds of things. But that one little thing can literally change the trajectory of your life. So I researched it and sure enough, he was right. Guess what? At the time, if they bought Apple, guess what? And they could have because they bought my sister a Macintosh computer. They should have bought the company that they did and they didn't you know, it was going to be over $750,000, which could have paid for my college. And so I had to pay for my college. Pay for your college. Paid for another kid's college, college, my wedding, my house. Everything. It could have, and this was over 10 years ago when he told me this. So you could imagine the exponential compounding. So after that, I decided to start researching. At the time, I was making about $40,000 a year at a deadbeat job, and I thought this couldn't be it. So I thought either entrepreneurship or investing in the stock market. I did both, actually. I started a jewelry line where I was hustling in these New York City markets, and I started investing in my first companies. And my first company was Apple, right? Because I thought, you know what? Everyone else is getting iPhones. I'm not getting one. I can't afford one just yet. That's but when you know iPhones what? were this $900? Was like, the, mm-hmm. Okay. This was the first time when they were just like, yes, we have, you know, 500 songs in your pocket and you can make a phone call and go on the internet. Like, you know, that's like, whoa. So I did that. And from then on, I just started doing every single month. Instead of, you know, when my tax return came, I invested it. When uh, people were like, come on this ski trip, I was like, you know what? No, I'm good. I'm going to invest it. For people listening, um, because we are such instant gratifiers, you know, 
I've said this many, many, many times. You know, I work hard for my money. I need to enjoy my money. I need to see my money. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to, you know, not go on a trip. I'm not going to not buy the things that I want. What do you look at you? Well, look at you, Angela. <laughs> Her expression is like, it's a real human this. condition. Yes. It's because of our society. We have microwaves. We expect instant success, instant gratuity, instant fame, instant money. But when you think about the things in your life that matter most to you, guess what? They weren't instant. The degree you have, not instant. The child you have, how long it takes to make someone, how not instant. How long it takes to make someone. Pause on that for a second. I need that to sink in. How long does it take to make a human being? At least 10 months. Wow. And you want to get rich overnight when God can't even do it. Like, you know? <laughs> so well, God could do it. God but could do anything, he, but, but God, God chose does it and chose not to. Not to. Right. to show Be- us the way. Exactly. Because there is something said for patience. And running on the day-to-day hustle is only going to get you but so far. You're going to get tired and you're going to think, well, why didn't I do this, say, 10 years ago, five years ago? And guess what? The easiest way to stop that conversation of regret in your head is to start doing something now. And even if it's not now, say next week I'm going to do something and hold yourself to it. Like even just today I got an email from someone saying like, hey, I haven't invested in the stock market. I missed out in my 20s. I'm 36. Is it too late to invest? And I was like, boy, I get these emails from like (laughs) 67-year-olds and I'm like, I take a pause because I'm just like, well, you know, it is a little late, but it's never too late to start. But, you know. Hey, if you've got 10, 15 years, you are still in a better position. Don't let these people fool you into thinking that your inaction due to their lack of educating you is the problem for you for the rest of your life. The vast majority of Americans are not invested directly into the stock market. They're invested in the stock market through a 401k that they don't have any agency over, nor have they picked the stocks. Mm -hmm. Talk a little bit about that. So conveniently enough, because we're getting smarter as a people, a lot of your 401ks will actually let you manage a portion of your portfolio yourself. So get yourself educated. Maybe start with like a little $50 here, 20 whatever, small practice, get a dummy account, and you can start managing that. The other thing folks don't do is they don't realize that they can see the history of their 401k. So you can actually see how these things were performing. And granted, you may not be able to invest in individual stocks. You can choose your funds. So I want you to go in your 401k, actually look at the fund history to see how the performance was. And if there's something in there that hasn't been performing, you don't have to stay in it. Get out. Get rid of it. Get rid of it. All right. Uh, Angela E. Matthews, uh, I, I love your sensibilities. Before we turned on this this microphone, uh, I was asking you about the five growth stocks because I'm not a growth stock investor because for me, I look at where, when I started and I started late. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, I started late. I actually had two spurts. So I started in my late 20s and then I hit a valley and had to cash out everything mm-hmm. and had to live off of that. So that was a good thing, right? That I actually was investing yeah, in my Yeah, your 20s. 20-year-old self saved your 30, 40-year-old yes, self. Yes, absolutely. So now I'm back in and my strategy is I never want to eat cat food. So so, so I'm, I'm probably more cautious than most because the way I'm building my portfolios with Blue, mostly blue chip stocks that have paid dividends for more than seven to 10 years mm-hmm. and that are stable, right? And I've done my research. Okay. And again, people can go to NASDAQ.com or where or else? Or Yahoo Finance is another great one. Right. Um, so 
I, I, I imagine I only wanted to have 12 because biblically I thought 12 was good. But as I was going through my portfolio and understanding more, I need to have my back. So for example, if I have an energy stock, I need to have another energy stock mm-hmm. just, just in, in case. case. Right. So I now know I need to probably have 24 at least to cover my behind. And the goal again is for every month to get a dividend check from these various, because you know, you'll, you may have four or five companies or seven companies pay January, you know, every quarter. I have one company that pays every single month. Some other companies pay in the off months. Mm -hmm. So every month I want to be able to have a dividend check mailed to my, you know, whatever, be able to access a dividend check for the amount that I need to live off of. Absolutely. So this is my strategy over the next 10 years. Yes. Now, for other people, growth stocks. So you do a combination of both? or I do. Yeah, I do all three. So I do um, small cap, meaning smaller companies. I do growth. I do blue chip. And I also do alternative markets. So CBD, like cannabis, marijuana, some very loosely, but some of those as well. And, And for the record, last time you were on your cannabis stock, hit so hard that so many of our listeners who are in your investment club yes the happy method investment uh, yeah the happy method investor club they 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 were bugging they were like angela you you i literally put them on yes Uh yeah and so i do a lot of my i'm even right now looking at my watch list that's why i'm looking down so much because i want to tell you guys a couple of other things that i've been watching that are uh seriously poised for growth so one company i'm going to be sending an email about this to the tribe tomorrow is dollar tree and so a lot of folks are thinking like well i don't know what to invest in dollar tree why would i invest in dollar tree is that like the dollar store yes dollar tree dollar tree carrot's face no because that that mm -mm. but the funny thing is guess what if you want to think, guess how much, just take a guess. How much is Dollar Tree stock? A dollar. Absolutely. <laughs> That's how you know when they're doing something right. If you wanted to own a stock, uh, a share of Dollar Tree, it would be $103.84. That's what it's trading at right now? That's what it's trading at right now. And that's a growth stock. And that to me, that's a growth stock, right? Because they're not run of the mill. They've been here for a long time. They're still on their way, but I wouldn't necessarily. What do you mean still... Okay, so tell me about Dollar Tree stores. Because in my neighborhood, I wish that everyone would close. Like, I don't want to drive through my neighborhood and see a dollar store anywhere. Why do you think they're on their way or they're still growing? They're still growing. So, for one, they own Family Dollar. You're like, dang it, of course Damn they it. do. Yes. They do. But the thing is, folks, if you're going to go for a dollar, you're going to go straight to Dollar Tree. You're not going to go to Family Dollar because they're like, five and below style status. And so here's the thing about Dollar Tree is that as people example the furlough that happened a couple months ago, people had to figure out how to stretch their money. And they realized that, you know, I spend so much money at Walmart or at all these other Target, all these other places, you could probably get it cheaper at Dollar Tree. So guess what? People will always go to Dollar Tree. I go to Dollar Tree. I Yes, I had a birthday party for my daughter at the house. Guess what? I could have gone to Party City, but I found the exact same stuff at Dollar Tree for a dollar. Like, come on. (laughs) Yes, I could put on my black sunglasses and go to Dollar Tree. You don't have to. I mean, there's no no shame in going to Dollar Tree. I'm just like, it just, to me, it it is in a neighborhood. So I'm I'm mm -hmm. battling with two things, right? To me, the health of a neighborhood, healthy neighborhoods, wealthy neighborhoods don't have Dollar Tree. They do, though. So this is the thing. So there we go. I got to change my mind. Yes. So I don't live in like a, a, a shady area. Like, trust me. It's there's a dollar tree within five minutes this way, five minutes that way, and five minutes south, right? In my neighborhood. And it's not like a we're like upper middle class neighborhood. And you go in there and you will see folks with their little I look at every so this is what I do. I go to Dollar Tree and I look at the wallets that come out when people pay. 
I do. You look in people's wallets. I don't look in it. I look to see the brand. So then oh. I can see what kind of person they are. You judge a person by their wallet? I can tell a lot about a person right. by their what wallet. What can you tell about my wallet? Where's your wallet? I don't oh, it's right one. over there. No, yeah. that's your phone. Yes. So you've probably got cards and stuff stuck in that thing. Yeah, no, you're not serious about your money like that. Are you serious? You would not have your credit cards attached to your Girl, phone. Yeah, because it never leaves me. Okay? I know. But Hello? Yeah. Huh? No. I, I've never lost it. I did, and it's not be, about, when I had a separate wallet, I always lost it. I got a message on here. You see this? I, black I love black people. It's, and then I, I keep, get it. I and get then it. I keep just for that. I get and it. And that's it. Everything, I get it. I and get I never it. lose it. I get it. So I'm not serious about my money because of In a different wallet. way. Okay. All right. Talk I, to me because now I'm in my in a, feelings. In a way to say this, that will not hurt too many people who do this. <laughs> I don't need people to see what I have in my wallet. When you open up your phone, everyone can see what you have in your wallet because your phone is your wallet do you have a hundred dollar bill in your phone you should though everyone should i do I think, right yeah Great. but you can't see my hundred dollar you bill. can't see your hundred dollar bill i don't know it's just a you mindset thing for me so anyway I, and let I me tell at... you my father I, and i've shared this story before um he was one of the most fastidious money people i've ever met in my entire life like anal to the 10th power like and i remember one time we, we used to play scrabble and cards every sunday and I had just gone to the store or whatever, and I came in the house, and I pulled out of my pocket all this balled-up money, and he almost lost his mind. He almost lost his mind. Um, and he was like, how you are, like, he shamed me, which is why I keep the 100 the way I keep it. It is crispy. Crisp nice. It is yeah. it is folded to perfection. You have to respect um, that. And, you have to and, respect and, it. And it had to, yeah. all my dollars he told me, he showed me his wallet. Everything was facing the same way, in denomination order. And so, actually, I'm super anal about this. What people can see, um, yeah, you see something, right? Yeah. You see something. But everything else is my license, and you really don't really, really, really know outside of this, which I get is important it. to me. That's it is because I earned that, right? Yeah, that that card right nice there. Card. Yeah. So, I so tell me what what psychology is behind my horrible way that. I'm so it's my... not. I take that back. I'm sorry. That's okay, not, no, I, you know, it's, I'm really not my feelings about it. I'm, I'm receiving it, it all. It just it just to me says a lot when you see someone's wallet. And and granted, my husband he doesn't really have one. He just carries cards Money and clip? cash. I get him the money clip. I tried to get him even the insert that goes in the wallet. I was like, you he uses the rubber use the band? Insert. He just, it's just stuff. Like, and every day it comes out and just goes on the dresser. And then every day it goes back in the pocket, right? It's just back and forth, back and forth. Um, I got the money clip, but it leaves a bulge in the pocket. So apparently the money clip won't work. Anywho, I look at the people that I admire and I look at their wallets, right? It's just little, little things. So back to the Dollar Tree analogy. There are folks in there with like Dean Burke, um... I mean, literally with just like Michael Kors, Mark Jacobs. And I'm not saying that this is the same as the guy who's driving the Benz on the corner who lives in the projects. You get it? Okay, what I'm saying is that even rich people know when they're buying something that's going to be an investment versus a liability. Oh, all right. Break that down. So, yes, I can invest in, um, yes, I can buy really great high-grade paper towel which I do right but then also is this I'm clear this is not building my wealth I cannot leave paper towel to my daughter I cannot it's not going to do the same right and so what the wealthy folks have really started understanding is if I'm going to spend money I'm going to spend money on something that's going to either a be bringing me back money and if it's not going to bring back money or joy and happiness to the point where I can remember on my deathbed I'm not going to spend a lot of money on it 
And so that's kind of what happens for me with Dollar Tree. And a lot of people are realizing this. Now, you have other folks who are getting laid off. If we're thinking there's going to be a recession in the next two to three years, the government acts up, shuts down. Now that we all know this is something that can happen as it did, everyone is going to have to start stretching their dollars, which is why Dollar Tree posted a huge profit, right? Because after the furlough, people were like, wow, even Target's a little expensive now. Right. It's true. Right. And we are in a society as like a false we're we're living in a false place where it's lies and fairy tales. Uh but the vast majority of Americans, because so many people aren't really even on the unemployment, you know, mm-hmm. list, uh, so many have opted out. There are a lot of people that are um living very poorly. And we saw that again with the government shutdown that people couldn't lose one or two paychecks. No. Seven million Americans are two to three payments behind in their car payments. Seven million Americans. It's a record. So something else is going on while the economy is booming. And it's it's not. And so I started looking into that, into thinking about, well, stock market, it's been a year and it's kind of the same, right? So what is it exactly happening? And I'm researching what well, companies are buying back their own shares. And so sometimes when we're thinking, wow, they're investors. No, a lot of companies are buying it back because it's still cheap considering where it was in the past and they want to own their company. Um, when you think about, say, which companies are doing it, it's kind of like the same five over and over again. It's like Apple, Netflix, it's Fang, pretty much Amazon. Those are the most popular ones where the other ones are still, I tried to run a report on the 52 week high and low and I mean I tried to do it for for the tribe and out of say 50 over about 35 to 40 of them were still in the red from their wow. 52 week high so 20 percent are doing the doing the bulk of the work which is yeah a, which is the the math the classic 80 20 yes 20 yes. percent are doing 80 percent of the work yep okay um dollar tree I, i'm i'm done with it okay i, I, I have to I so have you to, have do your yeah. research they do not give a dividend right no but i'm i'm going to so so again um growth stock versus dividend mm-hmm. which is what i do versus or and, and you should do a little bit of all of you it. should have a little bit of everything that's called diversification that is diversification many ways to diversify but that is one way to diversify and you just don't want to put all your eggs in one basket like if you're thinking that you hey want to start doing all dividend uh blue chip companies meaning the companies that have been here for hundreds and hundreds of years we are in a shift right now it's almost like how we had the industrial revolution shift Come we're on. going through another shift right now so what you- is that shift in E. Matthews. I don't have a term for it yet. Let's, I let's don't make know. It up. It's not. Let's oh, we create can, it. We, can, we, can, we, we can create one. Yeah, we could create the shift. Okay. Let's, let's call it granite. It's a granite shift. <laughs> huh? no. What color is granite? It's hmm. like. Okay. We'll think about it. We'll get back to you guys. We'll come back to you. I coined a majority shift. I coined something the other day, actually. I was on another uh, serious XM show, and out of my mouth came financial trauma. And I was like, what? I'm like, yeah, I was like, you know, we all have trauma and there's so much financial trauma in this country. And there really is from our parents and from things that we've done to ourselves. And we're not addressing it. I don't know where I got this term from. I'm I don't say- know. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, little accent. But yeah, yeah, I love it. All right. So people love your T-shirt, too. Oh, um, thanks. Which they can't see because it's audio, but some people can see it on Instagram Live. Where'd you get it? You don't even know. All right, we'll move on. It's a okay. cheap store, though. I guarantee you it's that. It's probably the Dollar Tree. <laughs> Dollar if Dollar Tree started selling this, that would be it boss. Would be dope but I guarantee you, I didn't spend more than twenty five bucks on it because it is not. Maybe it is making me money now, but no, nah, it's not an asset, and you're not selling that shirt. But it's an asset. Right. I'm not selling it, and it's white, which means I probably can't wear it forever. There you go. All right, Dollar is what other you you did. Um, so 
What else? So in addition to Dollar Tree, um, I still love Etsy. So Etsy's a growth company. Etsy does what? So Etsy makes and sells bespoke. They're a marketplace for bespoke, custom-made, handmade things. And so as we start wanting to have more uh, meaningful relationships, our gifts are starting to get more meaningful. And so on Etsy, you can go directly to the craft lady and she will make something so for folks who have baby showers for folks who have weddings christmas is a huge time for etsy so to tell you where this company was a year ago they were at 27 and now they're at 70 so like i said they were 27 dollars a year ago they were at 27 dollars why did a year you tell ago. me about etsy i'm pretty sure i came on and said something about it like in november and i was like up eh. They don't pay dividends. Yes, exactly. Look at how, look at <laughs> and how in November growing. it was forty one, and now it's it's seventy, and so it's still it's still doing amazing things. And so Etsy is definitely something that I love. Um, it's reliable, and more and more people are finding out about it. It's still just the fact that you just said what's Etsy makes me realize that we're still there's still room for opportunity. Kind of like, you know, before when people used to say, what's Netflix? No one's saying what's Netflix anymore. So I it's kind of done. I got you. And I probably should know Etsy, but I don't shop. It's I'm, okay. No, shop. and a lot of people don't, trust me when I say, a lot of people still don't know about it. But I remember it from back in my jewelry days. I used to right. sell jewelry on Etsy. Look at you. All right. So we got Dollar, Dollar Tree, which yep. also owns Family Dollar. Do yes. they own anything else other than any other kind of dollar? Um, <laughs> Creflo? No, all right. We'll move on. <laughs> I just had to do that. Etsy. Uh, Etsy. What else you got? Uh, so, E-T-S-Y. Yeah. E-T-S-Y. Is that the symbol? Yep. That is it. Okay. Go ahead. At least I think it. Yep. E-T-S-Y. That's okay. it. Um, I'm literally just scrolling through my my uh, big list here. So now you have a watch list. Where do you keep your watch list? Do you keep it on um, Yahoo Finance? Uh, no. So I keep it on CNBC. If you do download deactivate notifications uh, for everything and then you manu manually choose the one you want because it will literally go off all day long. Um, the other company that I really like right now is uh, ZBRA, so it's Zebra. And so I'll pull them up for you guys. And if you want to ever pull up a company and see how much it is, you can go to Google, just type in the name of the company and stock and press enter and it will automatically come up for you. And you'll see that these companies aren't that much. You know, say 209 it's substantial, but that's like cable for Two, the month. $209. Yeah, $209. So one, you can buy one share a month. Mm -hmm. You can still buy one share a month right? and still be somewhere. So a year ago, this was at $144, and now it's 201 Say so what now? It doubled almost? 144 to 201 201 Okay. Not so quite. not 44 not but quite. 144 but it's on its way. And it was as low as 142 December 24th. So I remember when I said, yes, Santa came early and actually the stock market dropped and people were still buying everybody else gifts and not. Mm -hmm. So it's now officially recovered from that dip, but definitely check it out. And so what it is, it's based in Illinois and it manufactures and sells marketing and tracking um, software for computers. So it's computer printing technology. So you know that 3D printing, a lot of printing is happening. Um, on wow. the force and so this is again a tech company but i love it yeah and i don't have any tech companies right now because i don't trust them but you are helping I, me see yeah see clear so here's why though and so i mean this could just be a whole different segment in and of itself but for tech there there isn't human labor connected to it and human labor is one of the biggest expenses for a company i'm not saying that it's a good thing or a bad thing but mm. they can do other things with that money so etsy is a software 
they're a marketplace, but they're not a mall. They don't have to pay. They don't have to lease. They don't have to light. None of that is involved. It's a software. When you think about Uber and Lyft, Lyft just said that they're about to have an IPO. Mm -hmm. It is not. They own zero cars. It is a software company. So I'm always a fan of software because literally all they have to pay for is their space on the Internet, which is literally nothing. It's not like land rent. So I will always say, look at look at those companies because their business model works. Okay, all right. So we have Dollar Tree. Uh huh. We have Etsy. Etsy. We have Zebra. Z B R A. Mm-hmm. We have Zebra. Z B R A. And then another one that I also really, I always love PayPal. So for me, PayPal is like, I mean, I I don't love the guy. Right. Okay. I'll be clear. All right. But as an, because they are doing a whole lot of things. I use PayPal all the time to pay my vendors and mm-hmm. things like that. And they keep trying to give me loans. And I'm like, nope, not doing that. Sorry. Yeah. And the funny thing is PayPal business, you didn't even, they gave you a line of credit without even having to take out loan. Now they're not as uh, open with it. But what's really cool is that with entrepreneurship on the rise and people getting their side hustles, anyone could take money with PayPal. Okay. And so I love PayPal because like I said, maybe I don't love the the guy, the, the guy the founder, himself, right. the founder, but everyone uses it. And this is when you want to start looking at it. Like if everyone's starting to use PayPal, how are they getting paid? Well, if I'm paying someone for a service, they're getting a fee. So again, PayPal is a software company, but it's not an actual guy coming here and say, give me, you know, 10 cents for every dollar. It's just automatically within their software. What about Zelle? So you is Zelle a separate company? Because now last maybe in the last year all of my banks use zelle now to transfer money which to me is even better than paypal because they don't take any fees Mm -hmm. but is that a viable company are they traded is this no where they come from they're not public okay um so they're not public okay so never mind let's let's move on because that that's not relevant but a lot of things you may want to invest in may not be public so i thought the other day i wanted to invest in essentia because they're everywhere now right the Uh, water yeah the water right makes who makes essentia that's not like pepsi or somebody no because somebody i'm like they just came out of nowhere i'm thinking it's the government I'm, i'm nervous about the water even though I do drink it as well. We're talking to Angela E. Matthews. We're talking stocks. She is the Happy Investor Method. And you can go to her website at AngelaEMatthews.com. Yes. And get signed <laughs> up, y'all. All right. I got a um, somebody on Instagram. They wanted to know the difference between a 401k and a state 401k. So mm-hmm. we're taking questions. Do you All know right. the difference? I'm not sure, okay. actually, to be honest. I love that you don't that that you admit that you don't know something because some people would just fudge through. It's like, well, a state 401k <laughs> is, is given by the state. Yeah, something, something no, like I'm that. like, yeah. I'm like, I can do the. I would okay. literally do the same thing that you would probably be doing, which is going Google to Google search. and just. Can we talk about? Can we talk about lazy people for a second? Yeah, just we one can, second. Actually. Um, and and I'm guilty because you rather somebody tell you something than to do it yourself. But let me tell you about the process of actually having to do things yourself. So this past weekend, I went through all my stocks because I needed to know how much, how many of each stock that I would need in which months Mm -hmm. did I need to fill out. So that means I had to research the stocks in the off months that I don't get dividends to To arrive at the number that I needed and then how many shares of each. So I had to do a whole spreadsheet and I sat there. It took me a good bit of time to do it. 
But now I have a clear understanding of a whole host of other stocks, which is where I got the BBBY from, mm-hmm. which you talked me out of, and I appreciate it. But now I have another 10 stocks that I'm watching that I wasn't watching before that I know so much more about, and now I'm so much more informed about what it is that I need to do with my money. What is it about us that makes us so easy to hand over our futures to somebody, an accountant, you know, some somebody, a, a financial advisor. Mm-hmm. We'd rather somebody tell us than to actually do the research because that's, you're not, you didn't go to school for this. No. And so I think it, it goes down to worthiness and are we, can we trust ourselves? So this thing is so important that in the event we mess it up, it's going to be so easy to say like, well, I didn't mess it up. That guy messed it up, Right. So that you don't have to figure it out. Like if you ask me something and I tell you the wrong information or it ends up not being right, then you're going to say like, well, Angela told me it. So it's her fault that I didn't, you know, make my retirement. No, in the end of the day, it's always going to be your fault because you made a choice. You made a choice to take the information and to go with it. You can actually take information, double check it and then go with it. No one tells you to do anything right. No one forces you to do anything. As a matter of fact, please do not go invest in any of these stocks based on what we're talking about today. Disclaimer. Disclaimer, do your homework. These we're having a discussion about it. Neither one of us are telling you to go invest in any of these stocks. Don't just do it just because Angela said she's looked at it. You need to look at it. Exactly. These are merely case studies and we're doing all of this to educate you on what your options could be when thinking about how to approach investing in a responsible way. All right. Thank you. We needed to do a public sure service because <laughs> when you said it, I was like, mm-hmm. Cause that's how that happens. You know, that we are in a blame culture where no one wants to take mm-hmm. responsibility. Very few people take responsibility yeah. for their own um, actions. All right. Wait. But before we do that, I just want to say, like, you can trust yourself. If you got a degree in anything outside of high school, you can become an investor. High school students make the best investors and it sucks because they don't have any money. But when they do the little mock games, they make the best uh, decisions. Why? Because they don't think too hard about it. They actually go with the plain common sense of it. So the way I teach is very practical and common sense. And that's kind of, you don't have to get super technical with it. Um, So like I said, if you have a degree in anything, you can figure this out. Do not give it to someone who just took like a six-month certification course. Mm. Okay. Who doesn't have the money that you want to have in the future? And and can we talk? You know, the thing that I've always loved since day one. You were one of the first people on the show um, when we started four years ago, um, and you were young, and I. We still are young. Since then, you've been married. You got a baby. So you much has out. happened. I mean, you. But I watched your your story arc, and I'm so proud of you. Um, and you. Somebody said you. You have so much joy. You have so much joy doing this, and that makes me so happy because there's so many people who are blessed because you do just want people to get it, and it doesn't. And somebody said, um, you know, I, I like the Karen shares because most people don't. And I'm like, it's called a gift. So if you have it, it's, it's supposed to be given. Yeah. And anyone that's not giving the things that they, it doesn't take anything away from you. You're not losing a dime no. telling people how to make more money. No. I'm not losing a dime putting a camera on you or, you know, having this yeah. discussion. As a matter of fact, we're gaining because we're gaining more knowledgeable people. And the more people we have around us who have agency, because that's my new thing. Angela E. Matthews, I need to get to agency. Mm-hmm. I need agency over my life. I need everyone to have agency over their life. The more of us have agents. it, the few of us are going to be victims or victimized by a system that may not be designed for us to be successful. Yeah. No, I completely, 
absolutely agree with you. And to be honest, if Karen couldn't come to work or if she couldn't have a podcast, she herself will probably not feel good. When you have a gift, you have to get it out. You have to say, you have to talk or else it just eats you up inside. And so for us, like for me, I can talk about this because I actually feel the burden of not speaking. Like when I don't do something for too long or if I go too long without having a webinar, like my other projects don't work out because God is like, you didn't I tell you you need to focus on this? And I'm Mm. like, but why me, though? Like, I'm not a trust fund, baby. I'm not. Ain't there somebody else? But it's like, no, no No. one can say the information that you have the way you can say it to hit and land with the same people. So let's talk about that for a second. Spiritually, Mm -hmm. I, I can never leave a podcast talking to somebody without talking about God, because I I believe as much as finances, as you mentioned, financial trauma has been putting people in bondage. So is religion and how we relate to money based on what we were taught about religion or God has put us in a place Mm -hmm. of not being free to actually, you know, unleash all of this. Yeah. What do you think about this, Angela? What's your what's your spiritual background? Because I, I was raised Christian. Okay, I was raised Christian. Still aligned with it uh, to some degree, <laughs> though. It's like uh, I look at it as the aunt that sometimes you don't really get along with all the time, but you still love her. Um, and so that's kind of yeah. <laughs> but I'm I'm very spiritual though. I have an amazing relationship with my creator, um, and I have a re- an amazing gratitude for the people mm. that have paved the way for me. I have an amazing gratitude for my ancestors. So with that said. We were born to be abundant. It doesn't matter what faith you come from. We were all taught that in the beginning, and some religions have kept it. So if you look at, say, the the Jewish um, the Jewish faith, the, the Judaism, they've kept abundance in, in their religion, even down to, say, Hinduism or Buddhism. If you were born in a certain class, you are specifically said, like, there's nothing you can do. You will be wealthy, right? And so it's mm. always there. But somewhere along the way, people started associating being wealthy with, well, if I have a lot of money, then I'm a bad person. If I have a money, I have to give it away. There's this, like, martyrdom bit to it where it's like, I have to be Mother Teresa or Gandhi, right? And that, to me, is nonsense because the more money you have, the more power you have. The more power you have, the more you can actually create the world you want to see. Right. I, I couldn't agree more. And, and so, yeah. And, and I want to not correct you or anything, but, you know, the notion that I was raised Christian, I think the essence of Christianity is what you just talked about, you know, connection to people, love, wanting to see people better off than where, you know, mm-hmm. the, the relationship, you know, Absolutely. I think we've gotten it completely wrong. And I think as a result, that was on purpose, the way it was taught to us was on purpose to keep us in this perpetual state of slavery to keep us in this perpetual state of bondage because you need to have, in order for a system like this to work, a lot of people got to be on the bottom. A lot of people got to be on the bottom and perpetually on the bottom for generations Mm -hmm. to keep that 1% um, flowing. So we need to break that bond. We we absolutely do. And and you're right. The message of Jesus was always love. It was always abundance. And to me, when I, anytime I doubt that, I actually go to Ephesians. I read the Bible. Mm-hmm. I go to Ephesians. I, I go to Proverbs. I, I think about the story of um, Ruth. I think about the story of Esther. And I'm always like, you know, I was made for a time like this. Me too. Right? Me too. Speaking of bonds, somebody asked a question about mutual funds and mm-hmm. bonds. Now, I do everything because, again, I, I I was in a valley, had to come out, so I'm not leaving any stone unturned. So I'll just give you my little financial thing. In addition to doing 
the um, dividend uh, mm -hmm. situation with my stocks. I have CD ladders mm -hmm. for like I'm doing 36 months that will equal. So because you have to do things incrementally. Yeah. I don't I can't afford to just buy the CDs for the amount that I need mm -hmm. to live off of. So over the past few years, I've been adding to it. So this year nice. I added yeah. 300. Next year it'll be another three, you know, until I get to that amount that I need every month. Because in my mind, I'm like, when I'm 80, you know, I'm probably never going to retire from being behind the mic. But when I'm 80 and I don't just feel like traveling around or whatever, I want to be able to cash out enough to live off of every single month. Yeah. Right. So whether it's dividend checks coming in, which is yeah. great. CD is my last line of defense because I never want to cash out anything. Yeah. But I want to know that it's there, it's there and for a period of time. And then I have bonds, which are treasury bonds that I used to purchase when they had black people on them. Like I had a Marian Anderson. Oh, and so cool. Remember they used to do it, Martin Luther King. And there was some Indian dude. And I would go every month and um, buy a whole bunch of bonds. They don't even do that anymore. They, 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 they don't allow, which is, you know, sad because I remember I've given that as gifts to so many friends of mine who have had children. And to this day, there's one person who still, their daughter still has the, the Martin Luther King bond that I got for her when she was born. And she's wow. going to be 17 this year. And it's worth money because mm -hmm. I know I had to cash a bunch of mine out yeah. when I was in my valley. And boy, the, the return was nice because it's protected by mm -hmm. the government. And I had to pay taxes on it. But, that's you know, tough. that's another, you know, layer, those bonds. But there are other kind of bonds, too, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. There's the Treasury. There's government. Companies do bonds. Um there's literally industry bonds. There's so many bonds out there. And typically speaking, the difference between a stock and a bond is that the bond is where the the person is indebted to you. They have to give you their money back. When you own a stock, they don't have to give you your money back. The whole thing about investing is that you will, there's a chance you can lose your money. You'll never right. lose more than you put in. So if you put in 50, the max you're going to ever lose is 50. But the thing is, when you have a bond, the company's like, well, you don't lose. Like, Unless we go bankrupt, you have to get your money. Right. And so typically speaking, though, when you say invest $50 in a company, maybe that can rise to 70. With a bond, it's probably going to be like 55. <laughs> like, you know, it's they're not going to give you that much, right. but it's still secure. Right. And so those are the, the things. But what was the question about the bond? Oh, bonds. Uh, what's the difference between mutual funds and bonds? And are they good investments? Oh, OK. So a mutual fund is a collection of stocks. So a fund, let's break it down. A fund is a collection of stocks. I always like to think about it in terms of jelly beans. You got a jelly bean bag and they got all these different kind of jelly beans. And those are all your different companies. Those are, um, they could have some bonds in there. They can have gold, anything. And so a mutual fund is a fund that is actually managed by a company or an individual and they decide what jelly beans go in the bag. And you say, hey guy, can you just invest my money in your bag of jelly beans? And then you just buy the whole bag. Right. So that's a mutual fund, whereas a bond, like we said before, it's a contract between you and an entity for you to give them money, for them to use it at their discretion and for them to pay it back to you. Mm, OK. Now, um, you earlier talked about Amazon, mm -hmm. um, which now you got me rethinking because I also ha I low key. <laughs> I'm hating on Jeff Bezos. So let me just be honest. Okay. Part of me not wanting to give him a dime, even though. Everything I do is Amazon now because I'm Whole Foods. I'm like, I can't stand this man. I think I single-handedly help him become the richest man in the world. Anyway, so somebody wanted to know, because uh, you talked about purchasing it little by little because it's mm -hmm. trading at more than sixteen. Is it $1,600? Yeah, right, right now, now Amazon is 1670 Okay, 62. And growing or not. Yeah. But 
if you only have enough to purchase, uh, mm-hmm. you know, a portion of it, where do you go to purchase portions of stocks like Apple, like Microsoft? Yeah, there's a website called Stash. Um, not a what the website. It's called Stash App. So Stash. It's an app. Yeah, it's an app. So a lot of the investing things nowadays are apps, but you can still go on Stash Invest. It's an app or a desktop. And with Stash Invest, you can actually invest in a dollar amount in the company versus an actual share amount. So you can actually start with as little as $5. And so there you go. No one now has a, a problem with investing if it's only you can start with five bucks and you can say hey stash i actually want to buy some netflix i want to buy a hundred bucks in netflix or two hundred dollars worth of amazon and it'll tell you you have a fraction of a share and that's still ownership because like we said about amazon it went up today 3.07 percent 3.07 percent and went higher your two hundred dollars or whatever you invest will go up as high as well incrementally so that's what it's about it's about Getting the stocks with the highest percentage. Your bank account right now, chances are, pays you under 1%. So that's to give you perspective. (laughs) What about Acorn or something like that where they take your overflow change and put it into account? You you, you give me the side. You hate Acorn? Tell me why. You gave me the side eye. I do. I hate them. And I rarely. I've never heard you say you hated something before. I rarely, I rarely, rarely. I'm such a yogi at heart. And I really reserve that word for things I truly abhor. And so, (laughs) and here's why. That company makes people think that they're investing in the stock market. And if they literally invested in one stock a month on their own with that money, they would see a greater return with Acorn, um, with their own personal money than Acorn. For the amount of times that that company goes into your account and pulls out your money, you would think that you'd probably have a couple thousand dollars. But when you check in, it literally is like, oh, you have $150 and it made 50 cents. And it's like, dude, you could have just invested in Bank of America or your own thing and gotten at least right. 10 to 20 bucks right. for how long they've been doing it. And so you got people like Acorn, the company, having people think that they're actually investing for their retirement or a better future, but it's not effective. But if you have never, because a lot of people are say, you know, they're nervous. They've never done this before, particularly us, you know, yeah. folk from the global majority. You know, our 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 community, our culture is not, you know, t- telling us to go invest in stock. You know, mm-hmm. as a matter of fact, it's just the opposite. We get scared and we usually get in late and then the market crashes. Right. Like so, Bitcoin. <laughs> right. We're the last one in uh, when it's at ten thousand dollars or whatever. And it's like, boom, it's down to 100 yes. and you lost everything. And then you're like, see, I told you we shouldn't have because that's the narrative. Right. Yeah. We wait until the last minute and then we jump in when it's too late. Mm hmm. We need to be more forward thinking because we're innovators, right? Absolutely. It's in our DNA. We need to be able to see. A lot of us have that in our spirit, too. Mm -hmm. The ability to see what's about to happen. And you know it, too, because you get the tingles. You know it. But we're afraid to act on it. So we need to get the fear out. But if people haven't started, how do they get started? Of course, they can go to Angela E. Matthews. (laughs) .com. Uh, Scroll down the page. There is a Happy Investor Boot Camp. It's automated so as soon as you want to do it you can do it use karen and get your uh discount off of it don't use me use my name use karen (laughs) k-a-r-e-n in the code section when you go on the website uh i also have a guide up right now which is 
20 under the radar stocks. So that's what's really cool. Mm. 20 under the radar stocks. So they're not super known, but I think they could be poised for growth. Again, not an endorsement on any of them. Sometimes people ask me like, I invested in GE, like that was on your last thing. And I was like, well, A, that was about seven months ago. Companies change and they don't understand why I put it. GE at the time had a dividend. And so it didn't matter if the company went down, if you stuck around for the dividend payment. So hey, dividend. take all these things with a caveat, but it is going to help you understand, well, what kind of things should I look for? So there's always resources on my site. If you're super excited about it or want to know about it, come down to Dallas. I'm trying to convince Karen to come. I'm and on June 1st. June 1st and I'm 2nd like, in I'm Dallas, that. Texas. Is that Saturday and Sunday or it Friday is, and Saturday? It's a Saturday and Sunday. Okay. So you don't even. I love, I actually love Texas. Don't tell anybody, especially Houston and Dallas. <laughs> it's right. a pleasant place no, to it be. It really is. I love, I love, the last time I was in Dallas, I actually had such a great time. So I, that might be something to do. And I'm promising myself I'm traveling more, but they got to stop having airplane crashes. They probably won't have one for a good while, though. Okay, you know? thank you. Yeah, because those things come in bunches, right? Yeah. So I think right. we're safe for like, you know, the okay. next couple of years. All right. What about Robin Hood? <laughs> Somebody wants to know about Robin Hood. So I love Robin Hood. Um, you, you hate? Acorn. I, love, I hate acorn. You love Robin Hood. Yes. Okay. Here's why. Because you can, so for one, you won't get paid. You don't have to pay a fee. So for investing, you do have to pay to play. You know, it's not a huge fee, but you have to pay like 2 or $3. Some companies make you pay 7 per trade. So if you buy one one share of a company and it's 20 bucks, and you have to pay $4 to process it, that kind of sucks. Robinhood lets you trade for free. So I love that part about it because you don't have to pay a fee and you're going to be saving money off the back. So I like that. The only thing is that I have right now with my students, I'm finding that those who take the boot camp, they're ecstatic. They have a portfolio, but I'm, I'm learning that it can only get you so far in Robinhood. Because you're going to have to start understanding which companies are doing good, not doing good, how many are making money, not just opening up your app. And I can show you what it looks like and just seeing that, oh, you make, you're you up like seven hundred dollars. Is it not teaching you? It's not teaching you. And at some point you could have been up twelve hundred dollars and should have sold and it should have told you. Oh, but the thing is, Robin Hood is a very it's like a mechanical. Ter- it's a very it's like the fifth grade investor. Like it's like. Okay, and we need to graduate. And you need to up-level. So once you get Robinhood, you should be in that account for about six months trying to figure it out, and then you definitely need to up-level so that... So TD, somebody wants to know about TD Ameritrade. What about Ally? They they all do the same thing. That's kind of like asking me what what chopsticks or forks to use. I really okay. Let me ask you this: My bank now, when you have a certain amount of money in the bank, and you know I'm doing CD ladders and Uh all these other things, will will allow me to trade for free. Mm -hmm. Is that good? Yeah, that's great. So then now you don't need Robinhood. Right. Same thing. Chase does it with like a hundred and up to a hundred and something trades free. The thing is, you want to look at their software. So Chase, I'm not a fan of their. Um, I hate the back end. Yeah. Right. They haven't invested like the bigger companies have. Like once you see a TD Ameritrade account and then you go to a Chase account, you're, you're like, like Mm-mm. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. It's it's and they, share builders. I love them, but they they. they what happened with that? Capital One sold them. It sucks. <sighs> that pissed I, me off. So yeah, I was so in it. I was yeah. too. I, I mean, I'm about to close the account that they moved to. So with that said, I, did, I, I did love that too. Because it's yeah. just, it was booty. it's clunky. It's mm-hmm. disgusting. Yeah. So so if you're buying a, yeah. a company, I'm sorry, Angela. No, why wouldn't you look at and say, okay, I'm purchasing this. Let's have the same experience for these users since we're bringing them over. It's like, y'all don't even give a damn about us. No, they just wanted our money. Okay. Well, and they know a lot of it. people. 
but how many people so many people are frustrated but how many of us are actually gonna I left move it? I left immediately and so I mine is still there but I'm not adding anything to it and mm-hmm. I'm really I'm just waiting because I don't want to liquid if you're gonna transfer it I don't want to transfer it or have to pay a fee to liquidate it okay well but yeah I didn't pay a fee I'm negotiated and you can negotiate these things because people want your money so we have to empower ourselves right mm-hmm. okay all right uh your social media uh, happy investor method so you can follow me on instagram at happy investor method twitter and everything else is angela e matthews.com all right final yeah, part angela of- e matthews sorry. A- angela e matthews and the june um the june june 1st event you can is it go available to- now because yeah. i think people have gone you know sometimes Angela, you come on your website is janky or <laughs> we break your website sometimes so. y'all y'all come hard you do yeah um but no actually it is available so if you go on the site uh, at AngelaEMatthews.com and you scroll down to the middle of the page, you will see something that literally says, join us for our Happy Investor Total Wealth Conference. And I'll give you all the details. You click that link. Or you can just go to HappyInvestorConference.com. Um, we've got our early bird is up right now, and it's going to be it's going to be fun. It's going to be it? a really, a really great event. All right. I'm looking forward to it. I might. I'm, I'm not promising. But we're not promising, is, and I'm gonna I'm gonna work on her, you guys. Yeah. I'm a, I'm gonna work June on June first and second. June first and second. All right, parting shot. Tell us, uh, tell us something that we don't know. That's that will change us, change our lives, change the trajectory of your yes, life. Yes, yes. I, I need I need some life changing information. <laughs> my instinct, like my gut, was almost don't even write it yet because it's not it. My gut is just to be like, all of this really doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> the world is coming to an end. It's gonna be a meteor. No, or, it's no, just what? because. Wealth is, it's a beautiful thing to wake up and not have to worry about where your next dollar is coming. And my goal is to have everyone have that happen in their life. I don't want anyone to have to worry about money ever. But once you don't have to worry about money, uh, the conversation should shift into, well, what can we do to change the way what outside my window looks like? And so I'm, I'm very transparent about that. That's why I don't want people... That's why the company's called the Happy Investor Method. I don't want you stressing out and pulling your hair out about this because it's a very simple thing to do. But once you figure it out, you have a bigger responsibility. You have a bigger thing. Like if if you're against uh, human trafficking, it's one thing to be angry about it, but it's a completely different thing to write a $20,000 check to an organization who is actually fighting it. You cannot write a $20,000 check to an organization who's fighting it if you don't have at least fifty dollars to $100,000 in your bank. So this is kind of why I'm doing it. And this is why I'm so, so uh, passionate about it. And I want more people that look like me to do it, you know. And so that's why I'm excited about the conference is because there aren't going to be many times for people that look like us to be surrounded by people that look like us and not stand out where we can have a real frank conversation about how are you going to shift the way investors look on this planet and what our agenda is now. Because it's going to take time. We can't. It's not going to be instant. We're doing this conference now, and we're not going to see the impact of it to 2025 when we're like, guess what, y'all? We just, <laughs> we just, you know, like bought out, you know, HIV uh, medication for this entire village or did something like that. You know, like those are boss moves, but we mm-hmm. have to start now to plan for those later. Come on. 
plant them trees. Let's do them seeds. Come yes. on, y'all. I, mm, I love you so much. I love you um, too. <laughs> and I'm looking forward to everything that you're doing. Even if I'm not going to be there physically, I'll be there in spirit and I might be there physically. But no um, promises. I get it. Yeah, you, I'll you, work on her, you guys, though. <laughs> you're amazing. Angela E. Matthews. Follow her. Go to AngelaEMatthews.com. This is just the beginning. We're going to keep having these conversations. And I hope uh, you've taken some of the words today to heart and we'll put it into action because we need to see more and more and more millionaires and billionaires out there doing great work all right angela thank you for joining me thank you for having me thanks for tuning in all right we'll see you next time guys